Here's to the creative ones, the daydreamers and romantics, the dream makers, the risk takers, the fierce movers and the shakers, the mothers busting out of cubicles to make family life more beautiful. They are the happy ones, the gutsy ones who venture to a better future. They are the smarter ones who stop procrastination. They are the brighter ones armed with education. And while you may question their reality, call them pipe dreamers and irresponsible, their inner strength is powerful, which makes their drive unstoppable. And while some may see them as just creative or hopelessly romantic, we see passion. Because the people who are passionate enough to dream they can love their life are the ones who do. Good afternoon. Thank you for joining us today. We have the wonderful and talented Amanda Valentine joining us today. Hello. Thank you so much today for sharing your journey and your passion with us. And we're all excited to hear about everything. So first things first, let's just start off with who you are and what you do. Okay. Well, I'm Amanda. You heard it. Um, and I am a wardrobe stylist and a fashion designer. So I, I, my kind of tagline is I make clothes and I dress people in clothes. <laughs> so it's just clothes. Cool. Nice. So as far as when, when did you first decide, or let's just say, when did you first get inspired and know that you wanted to be a fashion designer slash stylist? Well, I always, um, thought it was when I was like nine or 10, my mom made our clothes growing up. I grew up in a really big family, um, back in the dark ages. And so my mom made our clothes and we shopped at thrift stores and, you know, I had hand-me-downs. And so we were always like mending stuff. And I thought everybody kind of grew up like that. Um, I didn't know some of y'all were more bougie, but <laughs> so, so we would go to like the fabric store and we would pick out our fabric. And, and finally one time I was like, well, I want to try and sew it. Like, you know, so I always thought it started about then when I said, well, let me try. Like I, you know, I, I would pick out all the details and I was like, well, maybe I could put it together. But then I recently found some pictures from when I was like three or four. And I was like covered in these drapes and like wearing these hats and like, I would put these outfits together and I was like, mom, was I doing this when I was like a toddler? And she was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We knew. So Amazing. I, yeah. I would just like put these costumes together. So I can't even really say, I mean, I feel really lucky. I just always, that's just always how I like expressed myself. So, you know, now I just like to dress up other people more than dressing up myself, but you know. And would you say your inspiration comes from, probably your childhood or your mother? Yeah, I mean, my mom, she was, my mom's like the most beautiful woman in the world. She was a beauty queen and a model and, um, and you know, big family, didn't have a ton of money. And she, she would just always look like a million bucks. She always looked so sharp. And she really taught me how to like go into a thrift store. My dad too is, to this day, my dad and I still go thrifting together. My 78 year old father. Um, they just both knew how to like go into a thrift store and find like the really, really nice stuff. And, and mm -hmm. so it was just always part of our life. Like, and we were kind of a, kind of a formal family. I remember like my first plane ride, 
My parents were like, oh, we dress in our, um, in our Sunday best for the plane, you know, (laughs) you know, we were just like that kind of family where it was like, it's really like people will treat you better if you're dressed nice, you know, just super, um, which now I'm like, that's kind of vain or that's (laughs) superficial. You were conservative. You were conservative. (laughs) Very much. So yes, very much. Yeah. So I guess they just, they had an influence on me because they, they just always made that such a big deal. And growing up, you grew up in what area of the United uh, States? <clears throat> Midwest. So it's also like Midwest, There, it was really easy to stand out, I guess. And it was, you know, like when I discovered fashion magazines and discovered New York City and Paris, and so, that was so exotic to me. And so, I don't know, I just, it was just, it really was a different world because. Right, was right, in- right. That's like, I, I totally understand where you're at with that because I feel like when other kids are growing up, you know, that's our version of getaway and that's our version of toys and, yeah, you know, exploring yeah. our imaginations through magazines as an artist. Yeah, so I totally so buy with you on that. Yeah. How long have you been a stylist and fashion designer for? Um, fashion designer, I mean, I'd like to say, like, probably... 25 years really but making money on it probably only about 15 <laughs> so, and um and I started wardrobe styling right out right out of college um I moved to New York and just started apprenticing like whoever would have me um so that's been how old am I so that's been yeah like 15 years wow goes by like this doesn't it (laughs) i know right that's like a real legit career hold on (laughs) (laughs) oh i know what i'm talking about hold on okay right right okay so through your career what do you think has been one of the most incredible highlights of your career or your journey let's say being on project runway with you (laughs) (laughs) I feel the same way. (laughs) I mean, honestly, like that's such a, that's such a huge, I mean, a pivotal moment, right? Yeah. That's always going to be like in my bio, you know, that's always going to be, but then, you know, there are like cool styling things. Like it just popped into my head. One of the artists I styled 21 pilots, they won their very first Grammy and like, they went awesome. up and gave this speech and they like dropped their pants on stage and it became this big funny thing. And, and like, I just think about, you know, I'd been with them for years and that was such a big moment for me because these artists that I'd seen from when they were just a teeny tiny band trying to make it to like on the Grammy stage in what I dressed them in and being goofy, right. and, you know, that was also just a huge moment <clears throat> that stands mm-hmm. out. But hopefully I still have some big moments left. I don't know. They might all be over. <laughs> Who knows? I think life is just filled with big moments. I think every time we do something as an artist, you know, it changes us in a direction, you know, daily and whatever we create, you know, so, you know, uh, do you have anything in the future right now you're working on? I don't know. It's been such a, it's kind of an exciting time because I feel like we're all trying to, and we've talked about this, like we're all trying to like reinvent or, or just adapt to like what's going on in the world and figure right. out what our new career is going to look like in this new world we live in. 
Um, luckily, you know, I just worked on a commercial this weekend and luckily like stuff's starting to pick up, work starting to pick up again, but I know that, I don't know, I've got to be a little more savvy about it. Um, and I think I, I've spent so much of the last several years besides the Project Runway stuff focusing on styling. I'm kind of excited to pivot back to being a fashion designer. I just... I like do one for a little bit and then I didn't do the other and then I, you know, so I don't know. I, I've toyed around with the idea of doing a bridal collection. I've toyed around with the idea of doing a kid's collection. Like there's so many different things. I'm kind of taking this time to figure out what's next. I don't know. When you look back on your journey so far, what advice do you think you would give to somebody that's following their passion, whether it's in fashion, art, music, event planning, you know, the, think, the dream in general. Yeah. I think the most important thing I realized and actually Project Runway really helped me figure this out is that you've got to figure out like what your specific voice is. And, mm-hmm. you know, the greatest compliment you can have as an artist is for someone to hear your music or see mm-hmm. your music and be like, oh, that must be by them. Um, mm-hmm. So I think having like a really strong identity and spending a lot of time developing that is really important because also like... <clears throat> No one else has your brain. No one else has your combination of like, of influences and upbringing and no one else sees the world the way you do. And so that's your job as an artist. Like you owe it to the world to like show them the specific little recipe that you have in your head. Like that's the most important thing you can do. And honestly, you know, I think it's, it's easy to keep that in mind and like stay resilient and stay true to yourself when, mm-hmm. when it's yourself. I, I know people that design um, collections that they don't really like or that they don't really understand. I know, you know, like I know people that, absolutely, you know, don't kind of understand their customer. And I just think that would be so hard because I don't really <clears throat> communicate that. So. Who are some of your, um, idols or people you think are your inspirations and when you create or when you design well i am obsessed with music so it always ends up being like whoever like the new person i'm listening to and like what weird Mm -hmm. stuff they're wearing and all that you know i'm Mm -hmm. super super influenced by music um and then my favorite designer of all time is Yves saint laurent just because i love how he created such and I'm not a huge fan of like where the label is now I'm talking about the the OG mm-hmm. um, he just created such wearable wearable clothing but then right. he'd like throw in these little like surrealist things or like these mm-hmm. like he'd be like a little goofy for a second but somehow goofy in a glamorous way I don't know mm-hmm. how to um and I just really appreciate that oh, he's my in your opinion where do you think fashion's going today I'm I know, right? I, yeah, right now, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. I'm excited because people care more about the little guy right now. Is, oh, absolutely. For me, is thrilling. Um, those big, giant conglomerates are kind of like, they're getting a little scared. <laughs> they're like, what do right. we do? We can't have fashion shows. Right, and the rent is due. The rent is due. So. The rent is due, and they right. can't pay. <laughs> right. It's not buy. So it's like, right. I think it's fascinating. And I love that, like, 
tons of labels aren't having, you know, 30 collections a year and people are refocusing, right. like slowing down. So I love that movement because it's really, I don't know, it's like the way the little guy, the way that we operate, like the bigger companies are saying, oh, that's actually really sustainable and really eco-friendly and really, right. oh, maybe this is the way and, and it's not overwhelming for people and right. people are responding to it. And so I like that it's like we've influenced them and so now yeah it's it's really awesome to look and see like how some of the larger labels would forecast one or two seasons out even you know and the um the more smaller labels would do current season because we had to just stay current because that we were trying to just stay afloat and everything you know and now reflecting back on it it's like everybody's now coming full circle and they're doing current because you don't know what we're going to be wearing in September because of our, our lifestyles right now and the way everything is happening. It's happening so fast and everything changes like daily now. I know. know? I, I like it better that way. Like, yeah, most of the fashion shows we do, like it's way more current and mm -hmm. it always struck me as funny, you know, even years and years ago to show a collection for next year for people who that just wasn't applicable. Like right. I'm not showing to buyers for Barney's and you know all these stores that are going under anyway um you know I'm showing to I'm customers that are ready to buy no Barney's. I know I'm just saying it's like <laughs> hey you know Godzilla has fallen <laughs> like yeah you know and it's it's really that. sad because they were one of the stores I really wanted to get my line into because I noticed how much they empowered designers you know they they really empowered um, they really empowered young or let's say fresh designers or new designers that were trying to you know emerge you know so with that being said you know it's really sad you know to look at the situation but on the other hand you know I think that's where it opens up doors for designers like yourself to reemerge and you know get your brand out there and create new opportunities yeah. you know. And you just have to be, you know, it's, it's in some ways a trickier game because the, I mean, the market is just so saturated, but, right. but also there's so many ways to do it, um, to market yourself for free. So mm -hmm. as much as we hate it, like God mm -hmm. bless social media, because I can't mm -hmm. imagine, <clears throat> I mean, you know, it's all guerrilla advertising now and that's so cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's all DIY, and if you're smart enough and put enough time into it, which sometimes is really hard <laughs> to like right. uh, put the effort into it. And I think, especially as as a as a elder millennial, as I'm called, I'm 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 on like I'm on the edge of millennial. Like it's just you really do get to a certain age where you're like, I have to do what? <laughs> like I have mm -hmm. to, but you really kind of have you have to like adapt to. You gotta speak. I'm like, language. oh my god! When you say that, it makes me feel like like Tyrannosaurus Rex. Like I'm still so old and prehistoric then compared to you. <laughs> I tried. I like downloaded TikTok and I was like, okay, here we go. This is the next right. Time to do it. And then I was like, it's not for me. This is not right. I'm not. Yeah, but you know, a lot of people that are using it now for their advertising of their products and their brands as well. And I think it's really yeah. awesome the way social media has created platforms on so many levels for entertainment, and it's 
literally turning full circle to where the entertainment now is turning into ways to get um, notoriety and branding out there for, you know, entrepreneurs with product or like yourself or even um, people out there who just want to start new platforms for, um, you know, different various um, outlets. Yeah. So, just yeah. Work. <laughs> and you're located where? So I'm in Nashville, Tennessee, where it is swampy and disgusting. Um, yeah, but I've been here for... Disgusting, like humid, humidity. So I mean, Come I kind of like it. But um, yeah, I've been here for like 15 years and it's really great. We just got hit right before the virus. We got hit um, with a really horrible batch of tornadoes. So it's been, it's been an eventful time here. So. But that's really good for you out there because it's country music, like headquarters, right? Yeah, yeah. And most of my clients are country artists, but I always get the clients that are like the country artists that want to look like rock artists. So it works, <laughs> you know? If they're like traditional country, I probably won't get that gig. But if they're like cute young guys that want to look like you know, rocker boys. I'm like, oh, I got that. I got that. So luckily there's lots. So I have a question before I forget. Have you got to style your brother? You know, I worked on my very first job ever. I assisted his stylist for their very first music video ever. Wow. Um, By the way, who, who's your brother? Who's your brother? Oh, my brother's brother. a guitar player for Maroon 5. Just a little, little, little <laughs> band. Someday they'll make money. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter how successful I am. Like, my brother won, like, the contest. No, <laughs> you know, like, no, 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 no. You guys, I think you guys are both incredibly talented. He's the winner. Well, he's got more money, so that wins. <laughs> <laughs> but the styling part, though. So have you got to style him or with his No, oh, so I haven't, um, I haven't done... No, they've got a stylist. That's a little too close, <clears throat> you know? Right. And I, and I wasn't in L.A. long enough to really get in with them. When I was in L.A., I was so brand new. I couldn't have handled that band, and then I moved. So, yeah. No, I don't want to work for my brother. <laughs> also, also. When the rent is due. When the rent's due. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. No, he'd probably try and talk down my rate or something. <laughs> Let's, so let's talk for a few minutes about, um, let's talk for about like Project Runway. It was funny. I remember the first day I met you, we, I, I think we went on, um, did we go on the boat together? I think we did. When we went, I, I think we were on the first episode. I think we were on the boat together when I got sick on the boat and you, cause we were both standing at the rails. I remember me, you and Daniel, wasn't that awesome? I mean, we're going so out there, we were so fabulous. We were so fabulous on this luxurious so boat. And then all of a sudden, we started hitting those waves coming back Woo! into the water. Oh my goodness. I remember I was like, like somebody hold champagne. my hair. I, was, I told Daniel, I think it was either you or Daniel, I was like, hold my hair. I'm about to throw up <laughs> over the side of the boat. <laughs> Such awesome memories. <laughs> Such awesome oh memories. God. That was crazy. You know? Yeah. I, and I had no idea what I was getting into. How did it feel for you when you showed for the finale for Lincoln Center? Oh my gosh. Honestly, I, there was this one moment um, when I was like walking, walking around to come out 
and say, hey, this is Amanda, this is my collection. And there's this, <clears throat> there was this part behind, between backstage and getting to the front where I was like all alone, there was nobody there. And there were just like, you know, four steps I was taking by myself that I was like, I just remember this rush of, I wasn't nervous. I wasn't, you know, scared about whether or not I was going to win. Like, it was just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to remember this feeling for the rest of my life. And I, I, I think about it all the time. It was just like the greatest feeling of like, I'm going to enjoy this no matter what happens. Like, I can't believe I got here, you know? Right. Yeah. Like being in the Olympics, right? Absolutely. I mean, I just, it, it was such a, and it, and it was just such a pure feeling. It was like, it wasn't like, Oh, I'm the best or like, Oh crap. I'm about, you know, it was just like pure, just like happiness. It was, it was nice. Great. <laughs> um, right? Mary, um, are there any questions we want to insert? Because all this will be edited down for like a few minutes. Mary, are there any questions? <laughs> She's muted. She's been texting me little things back and forth so I can... Okay. I think one of the things in the beginning of the interview... Um, I think one of the things that'd be interesting for people watching this and getting started, whether they're getting started as an event planner or as a designer or a stylist, um, how did you get started um, styling like a band like 21 Pilots? What was that like? Okay. Oh gosh, how did I get started? Um, well, especially in, you know, in the music business, in anything like entertainment, it really is like relationships built on relationships built on relationships. So I did a job with a really small, like Christian rock band. Um, it wasn't a very big job, but I, it was a really, really creative opportunity. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it anyway. I have a really good feeling about these guys. So I worked with this band for years and I ended up losing their record deal. You know, it was one of those things that didn't end up panning out, but, but their manager, um, came to me and said, Hey, I've got this new band. I really think they're going to go somewhere, but I want someone to start with them right from the beginning and really, you know, and that ended up being 21 pilots. This is before they were famous at all. And, and it reminded me that like, no matter how big or small the job, like you have to perform as if it's the biggest job because little did I know I was auditioning, <laughs> you know, for a huge right. job with this tiny job. So it's like, if you really give every job that much importance and that much weight, like you have no idea who's watching, who's paying attention and what opportunity they're waiting to, to hand you. I think that that was the biggest lesson I learned from that. Nice. Yeah, that was perfect. Yeah. Cause, cause then now we can, add, we can, we can insert that part in that part of the question at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so I have a I have a question as well. Um, what do you think, with everything going on in the world today, what is something that you can share with somebody that is either inspiring, um, or inspirational, or that can you know help them out in their careers? Oh man, God, there's so much. I think, <clears throat> and this is a lesson, my parents taught me, my mom taught me this for sure, is that um, it's a really stressful time for all of us. 
and everyone's concerned about where the paycheck's coming from and if they'll have a job or how they'll get another job. And it's, mm -hmm. it's really, really easy to get really bogged down by that. And I think one thing that always gets me out of my head and calms my nerves is like, just do one act of service. Like as a sewer, I know I can, you know, make some masks, even if it's like 50, even if it's a hundred and donate them to a hospital or, you know, we have some community organizations here in Nashville, like, or just maybe research a couple organizations and take a minute to, you know, even donate 10 bucks, like just something. I think to get out of your head and, and realize there are people that um, have a lot worse <laughs> time right. than you do. It just, it just helps me to, to just, just get out of my own problems because it's really easy to kind of be self-centered and worry about yourself, <laughs> you know, um, it just always helps. Just, just for, for five minutes, for 10 minutes, whatever little effort you can make, so. Right. Fantastic. Mary, is there anything else? I don't have anything else. It was great meeting you, Amanda. Awesome. Nice to meet you. Thanks for having me. Oh, I do have one more question, Amanda. Did you, um, as far as your education part goes, did you attend any schools for design or fashion? Well, so I, um, I went to the University of Nebraska because it was an in-state school and it was affordable. So I worked full time the whole time I was in college and paid for it as I went, which was mm -hmm. awesome because I didn't have any school debt. Um, sometimes I look back and I'm like, oh, I wish I could have gone to a fancy design school, but that just wasn't, I mean, I'm the youngest of five children. It was like not gonna happen, <laughs> you know? Um, it just financially wasn't an option for me. And I, I don't, regret it you know i don't regret that so it's like you don't have to if you can't go to a fancy design school it's fine you know yeah because the talent is right here i'm just saying right <laughs> right right here right here and right here it's right here it's down here <laughs> right right <laughs> Oh my God, it was such a pleasure having this conversation with you today and catching up and seeing you and inspiring people to follow their passions and their dreams. I wish you the best and let's stay in touch. And um, yeah. We'll see each other when we can. Yeah, I, haven't, I, I think the last time I've seen you was when you came to California. We did that event yeah. together in September last year. That, again yeah. that was awesome, wasn't it? That was an awesome was weekend. Fun. Awesome for all of us. So anyways, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you. We all appreciate you. And best of luck with everything. Thanks. Thank you so much. I pledge. I pledge. I pledge. My commitment. To pursue my passion and promise to use. My talent. Creativity and strength. To find a purpose. That fits my lifestyle. My lifestyle. My lifestyle. And create. A life I love. To live every day. Every day. Every day. Every day.